Good morning. I am Melissa, the founder of Yogi Kitchen, and it is Thursday morning. I think it's January 12th. And I just wanted to pop in because we're talking about ease and um, just what that really means and maybe some ways to increase ease in your life. Okay, so you know that our new session started January 1st, New Year's Day, and our word is ease. And I've already taken this last week, 10 days, to invite you to say the word out loud to yourself to sing it, to hum it, to whisper it, and to get really present with the word, with how it feels on your tongue, with how it sounds on your ears. Um, it's not an uncommon word, but it's not necessarily a word a lot of us use very often. We may use the word easy, and I wanted to talk a little bit about that. It's interesting to me that more than any other word that I can remember at least, People are coming up to me after class or sending me texts and saying, I've been thinking about the word ease. And they're very consistently telling me about the life hacks they have for bringing more ease into their lives. And there's, so there's one person who told me the story about how they do cold brew. So I don't like cold coffee, so this doesn't sound good to me at all. But um, like, I don't even like iced whatever's in like July. Once in a while, I'll have like an iced latte or something. I'm getting a little more used to it than I used to, but it used to be no. If it had coffee in it, I wanted it hot. But this woman told me about how she starts her cold brew, I think on Sunday morning, maybe Saturday evening. And she does it the old fashioned way. We put the grounds in a pitcher and we fill it with water and it just sits. I think that's all it is. Kind of like sun tea which you can do the exact same way in the fridge. And she then Sunday evening filters out the grounds and then she has a pitcher of cold brew. And every morning before she leaves the house, she fills her to-go cup, her travel cup with cold brew and whatever else. And then she's out and she's like, it's so simple and easy. It's so straightforward. Like I'm not stopping at Starbucks on the way to work. I'm not having like to grind coffee or, you know, measure anything. And um, that doesn't sound like ease to me. That sounds like easy. And of course, in this scenario, there is some inherent ease in that. Like she's not, you know, doing it every morning. For someone like me, though, there's a lot of joy that I get um, grinding the coffee and measuring the coffee and smelling those grinds first thing in the morning. And um, it's part of my ritual. And so, while there may be some ease in it, to me, it just sounds easy. And it also sounds like she doesn't really like cold brew all that much. It's just easier than doing the warm, like doing a hot pot of coffee. Um, and also, I'm not going to grab a cup before, like as I'm walking out the door, I sit for a couple hours and have my coffee ahead of time. And that feels like ease to me. Like I'm just going to sit here and slowly wake up and whatever I need to do. So maybe that's not the best example, but I think you understand what I'm hinting at is that people are confusing easy with ease. And I'm not someone who's ever really relished easy very much. Um, you know, we say things like cheap and easy, and I think there's a real reason. I really strive to have a life with lots of texture, with lots of nuance, um, 
that feels really rich to me. And sometimes that means complicated, um, but never easy. And it's, it's an interesting concept. And I, I really want to hear from all of you what you think about the differences between ease and easy um, and whether they're the same, whether they're different. If to me, easy feels thin. It feels um, non-substantial, insubstantial, I guess is the word. It feels flimsy. Ease feels different to me. Um, ease is that whatever, brewing a pot of tea, opening a bottle of wine, and just hanging out with someone that you've known for a million years. And there can be silences and there can be big conversation. There can be difficult conversation. But because of that relationship, there's inherent ease in it. And that feels really lovely to me. That feels rich and nuanced and textured. Um, you know, chit chat, which is kind of easy there's a place for it, but it doesn't feed me in the same way that ease with an old friend or family member feels. Um, so I guess that's kind of the difference to me. And again, I really, um, I want to hear from you guys about what's the difference in your head between ease and easy. And are there some times it overlaps or is it always completely different? Um, and is life hacks, do life hacks actually bring ease to your life or is it just easy? So some things to think about. One of the things that I've done recently to really foster ease in my life is look at the places, and this is both mental, emotional, physical, the places where I make things more complicated than they have to be. Um, usually that's in my head, that's my own doing because my mind gets kind of busy. And oftentimes I'm, I'm problem solving, like I, I problem solve throughout the day. I'm always thinking about the schedule because time is a big anxiety thing. And for me, that's how my, my anxiety manifests is how I manage my time. So I'm always sort of thinking about time and how it fits together and everything. And I've been thinking more and more about where's the ease in the situation. And one of the things that's happened organically that has brought a lot of ease to my life is I have more structure in my life um, in terms of schedule. So this is something I've resisted for a long time. I traveled, I split my time between two places. Um, it wasn't very structured. I was sort of um, a free spirit for a decade or so where I was just like, oh, I think I feel like being, I was, I was traveling between sometimes just two places, but sometimes it was three, sometimes it was four. Um, four got to be a bit much because you never get to spend good time with the people that you love. You're always kind of saying goodbye, like saying hello and then saying goodbye. And it was, it was too much, especially um, for having kids the age that I did at the time. But I'm finding a lot of ease in the structure. And there are some times where the structure sort of annoys me. Where I'm like, oh, now I have to go do this, where I just want to be free and have a schedule no matter like however I want it. But I'm also finding that it brings some ease to my life, like today has a fair amount of structure in it. And if I want to do the podcast today, this is the time that I need to do it. Because at 1230, I have an appointment. And then at three o'clock, I have an appointment. 1230 is like a two hour thing. And then at three o'clock, I have an appointment. And if I'm going to run errands or start dinner, like all the things have to fall into a certain way. And there's a certain level of ease with that, um, that I hadn't really valued before, that my partner really values. Like he does not like a lot of choices. Um, and he keeps saying it's easy. And 
in my head, I was thinking about my definition of easy. And now I realize I think what he really means is there's a lot of ease in living this more structured life. And he really had a tough time when he retired. Um, all of a sudden, every day was like a Saturday. And you can't have every day be like Saturday. Um, because you run out of like, depending on what you do on your Saturdays, there's only so many errands you can run. There's only so many naps you can take. There's only so many projects you can work on. Um, so it was really a lot of trying to figure all that out with some ease. Um, so I've been thinking about ways that we increase our ease in our life based on sort of my definition of ease. And I wanna run through them sort of quickly with you and love to get your feedback. I love when you guys share what you think about what I talk about. Um, I love when you share also with your friends and family, because the more this gets shared, the more it gets liked, then the easier it is for other people to find it. And I think we have some good stuff going on here and we have some really good stuff coming up this year. So I've been thinking about this a fair amount. What is ease is one big question, but also how do we connect deeper with ease? And so you know, I feel like life hacks are not those deep connections, even if, you know, I think it's easy, but even if you do, you're like, no, this brings ease to my life. Um, it's also about sort of the superficial things when we talk about life hacks, you know, it's about what saves us time, what, you know, it's those things that on our deathbeds, are we going to be really happy that we learned how to kind of think of two things you can do at the same time, kind of life hack. You know, I'm not sure that that's what's going to make us look back at our lives and smile. Um, but the fact that we can, you know, spend a whole day in the backyard on a lounge chair with a good friend in front of a fire or with a glass of lemonade in the sun and just say, you know what? I don't have to get all my errands done today. I don't have to do 15 jobs today. I can do this thing that brings me so much reward and also instills my life with a lot of ease. And maybe that's the difference to me, is that ease has a lot of rewards in it that aren't those fast, quick, easy, cheap rewards. Um, sorry, I used the word easy in the definition, <laughs> whatever. Um, so here's the number one thing I think. I think that we have to more consistently in the US culture, acknowledge that we're not alone. Acknowledge that we are all part of something bigger, that we are all connected. And I think that brings a lot of ease to us. When you remember that you are connected, everything just seems to relax. When you feel like you're all alone, you got to do everything by yourself. And you can't ask for help because there's no one to help you. There's no one who gets it. There's no one who, whatever it is. Um, that feels hard, right? That feels like everything's on your shoulder and it's hard. What is the thing that makes you go, ah, and you can relax? It's your connections. It's knowing that someone's got your back. It's when you think there's a dinner party happening and you're 100% responsible for it. And then you're like sisters, and I don't mean literally sisters, I mean your good friends, swoop in and say, hey, you know what? I'm actually going to bring some leftover soup that I have. And then another friend says, don't worry about the, the wine. I already picked up wine for it. And then all of a sudden, everything's not on your shoulders that's ease. It feels so good. So remembering how connected we are, and I, I used real close interpersonal examples, but I think it's also about how connected we all are 
So when you walk into the grocery store and you see someone you've never set eyes on, to breathe into the idea that we are connected or that you are connected with that person, that you and I are connected, that we are not an island. And I think that um, on a mental, emotional level creates a lot of ease. And when we super embrace it, I think it creates like actual time in your life and it creates um, a an ease in the, the amount of effort that you put out into the world. So that's one of the big ways that I've been thinking about ease is our communities and being part of a community. So the second thing I've been thinking about is something so simple and straightforward that I think we forget how important it is. And it's smile, just smile. And if that's not natural to you, I'm a natural smiler. Uh, my mom's a natural smiler. Years ago, my yoga teacher had heard a lot about my family dysfunction and my mom and, and my childhood. And then when she met my mom, she's like, oh, your mom's not what I thought she was at all. Like she smiles very easily. And she and I was like, oh, don't even. <laughs> but anyway, um, smile brings some ease. It brings ease in lots of different ways. It brings ease to your musculature. Like when you smile, and my teacher will always say, and some of you have heard me say this in class, when we go from, let's just say, runners, uh, down dog to runner's lunge. When you get into runner's lunge, open your chest, look up, soften your face and smile. And those are almost verbatim from my, my teacher's mouth. Um, and I try to remember that as I'm practicing to smile because it brings ease. It brings ease to the pose that you may be struggling with. It brings ease into your practice. And if you choose it, if you're not someone who naturally smiles, then pick a day. Say Saturday is smile day or Sunday is smile day. And just make an effort to smile as often as you can. Smile at yourself when you're putting on your makeup, you're brushing your hair, you're brushing your teeth, you're shaving your face. If you're someone who shaves your face, um, smile whenever you walk into a doorway. Smile at a red light. Uh, you don't have to turn and look at anyone at the red light, but just smile and see how the day feels different. Smile at every single person you meet. Make eye contact. Make sure you're saying please and thank you to every single person who deserves a please and thank you. And it's, I've worked retail and I've worked service for a long time. And it's sort of surprising how many people don't make eye contact, how many people don't say please when they ask for something, they bark instructions, how many people don't say thank you when they receive something. Um, I just, I, it floors me. And so if that's not natural to you, pick a day and do it for one day for the next, well, I guess we're at, at next five weeks, four weeks, four and a half weeks, I guess. Um, and just do that for the rest of our session and see if that brings some ease to the height of your shoulders. See if they relax down to the tension in your jaw, to the relationship you have with your neighbor. If you smile and say good morning as you're both getting into your cars at you know, your adjacent driveways. Um, See if that brings some ease to any part of your life. And I, I like that one a lot. I'm a natural smiler, but I'm going to make more of an effort to really just smile at people. And even maybe they realize that woman's really making an effort to look at me and to smile and say hello. Like what a generous thing to do. 
instead of just, you know, naturally just hate and smile, which is, there's nothing wrong with that. But if it's natural, it feels a little bit different. When if people see me and know that I'm making an effort to connect with them, that makes people feel good. So breathe into that. And like I said, I love hearing what you guys have to say about these things. This third one is my favorite. Well, they're all really good, but this one's really my favorite. And the third way that I've been thinking about to bring more ease into your life is to share. I'm really lucky to be a part of a really beautiful yoga family. We're not a big family, but we're a really beautiful yoga family. And I just adore and appreciate and respect my yoga sisters and brothers so much. This came up last weekend. We had our yoga retreat, our annual yoga retreat, and it came up. Um, I don't even know what we we're talking about at the time, but it came up this weekend and we we're talking about sharing. So share, share with your neighbors, share with your family, share with your coworkers, just share. And it can be anything that you feel comfortable sharing with. We, because it's a yogi kitchen and pantry, right? Um, and I tend to attract people who like food and like to cook. So we often share food. So it's not unusual for me to make too much food on purpose. Um, one, it's to get us through leftovers. It's to get us through the week. Like I make enough so that we almost always have leftovers. I haven't always been a big leftover fan, but my partner is. And I also make enough to share with my community. So it's not unusual for me. One of my yoga sisters, who's a good friend, just changed her workplace and her workplace, I can almost see it from my front window. And so it's not unusual for me to say, text her and say, hey, I'm dropping something off for you. And then go to her workplace and leave it at the front desk for her. Easy breezy. She can take it home and eat it. It's always, I'm sorry, it's food. I don't know if I said that. Um, so it's always, you know, something like a soup or a salad or a sandwich. And she can take it home and eat it for dinner. Or she's welcome to have it for lunch at work. It really, you know, or put it in the fridge at work and have it for the next day for lunch at work. Um, and I enjoy doing that a lot. Sharing is really important to me. And this particular friend often just texts me and said, hey, I just got to my office. And if you look at your front front porch, your front stoop, there's a bowl of soup for you there. And it just feels so good to be thought of. And not only does it bring ease into my life, and I know that I'm sharing ease with other people, but it's that really lovely surprise. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I don't have to eat the leftovers I've been eating for two days. I can eat some fresh new food. And even if I don't have leftovers in my fridge, eating what someone else cooks is such a treat. And it just, there's some ease in that. And there's ease in knowing, like right now, I probably have five eggplant in my fridge because they were on a super great sale like a week ago. So I bought too many. Um, I did share some with the people that we, we help in our community. There's a couple families. And so I shared eggplant with them. And thank you for that because your donations helped pay for that. Um, but right now I think I'm going to cut it up and I'm going to roast it. And tonight I'm going to toss it with some grape tomatoes and olive oil and garlic and some tortellini. And we'll just have a very simple pasta meal. And I'm probably going to share some roast, uh, roasted eggplant with some of my yoga family. Um, so 
you know, I, I know that those times where I overindulge, where I think, oh, this is going to be great. I'm going to make baba ganoush. I'm going to make this and I'm going to make, you know, eggplant Parmesan or whatever. Um, and then it sits in my fridge and it's not getting done instead of that guilt, like, oh my gosh, I'm going to end up throwing away food or that driving across town to give it to the family that we help out. Um, I could just roast it up and share it with my yoga sisters who live kind of close in the neighborhood. And that's a lot of ease. It's an ease of mind. It's, um, it just feels really good to share too. So that's my, my favorite idea. And then I also, I have a lot of people who, um, donate to the, both the clothing closet at a yogi kitchen and pantry and to the pantry. And there's a sharing that goes on there. There are some things that, um, my friends have said, Hey, I got a couple bags for you. Look through, see what you want for yourself. And then the rest can go into your donation closet. And that feels really good. That brings a lot of ease to my life. And then also there are times where I'll go through some of those donations and I'll say, Oh, you know who would really love this. And sometimes it's people, um, sometimes it's like the unhoused population that people I look for as I'm driving mass street to share with. Sometimes it's the families that we help. And sometimes it's just a friend that I know, you know, I know things are tight for her, but here's a great pair of pants. I could share those with her. And like, that would be, you know, that's okay. That's a good thing to do. Um, and that, that feels really good. That feels, um, that kind of sharing feels really great. So my last, my last idea about ease I'm really excited about this one because I feel like this has been the very, the thing that has made the very big difference in my life in the last 18 months or so that has brought me a lot of ease and that maybe has encouraged me to sink deeper into ease. It's community. And so all of this sort of what we've been talking about, the sharing and the smiling at people, that's about community. But I think it's important to choose to be part of a community that's a little bit smaller than, you know, when you walk into the grocery store um, and you see the same people who work there all the time. That's your larger community. I think it's important. And okay, so that's your larger community. And then you might be inherently part of a smaller community, your work community. Maybe you're part of a yoga family. Um, if it's small like mine, that's a small community. I think it's also important to be part of something that's kind of in the middle. So maybe a church community. Um, if you're in group therapy, that can be part of your community where you just feel very connected with people that like at church and I don't go to church anymore, but I have in my life where I could see someone and be like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you're here. Like my life sucks and I need to talk to you. Have a second. I feel like in your work community, maybe that doesn't work quite as well. Sometimes it does. And when you walk into the grocery store or into Starbucks and see your favorite barista, that's not, you know, the conversation you're going to have, but a smaller community where you can feel a very big part of. So my new community, I have my yoga family community. I have my larger community of Lawrence, Kansas, but my new community over the last like 18 months, two years has been Sunrise Project. And their one of their missions is to grow community, to create community and create equity through our connections. And it just resonates in my heart so well. And it is a place that I feel like any number of people, I could be like, oh my God, I've had the worst day. Do you have a second? And there's some real obvious ones um, where my communities overlap. Uh, there's a couple yoga sisters that are part of that community also now. Um, but there's even people I haven't known all that long 
but I had spent hours chopping next to and talking about family with and connecting with, um, that I still feel like, you know, even if I've only known them for like three or four months go, Hey, I I'm having a problem. Do you have a moment? Can you talk to me? And it's just this ease. It, and it goes back to that first thing I said of remembering you're not alone, that we are all connected. One of my yoga teachers explained it in this very Buddhist way. He's not the only person who's ever said it this way, but we are all like waves in the ocean. So we create the ocean. We are part of the ocean, but we're also, we're the little peaks in the ocean. Um, so we're all connected. And what we do, what we think, what we say in our communities affects one another. It's important. So these are all very deeply connected concepts of ways to increase ease in your life. And I love that. I feel like if I get to create ease in my life, then I'm better at going out there and teaching yoga and creating ease in other people's lives. And in the community where I cook, um, you know, the ease just keeps rippling out. And I love that about the concepts that we've been focusing on over the last year or so. I mean, I feel like peace absolutely rippled out when we were all focusing on peace. Joy rippled out. Love rippled out. Like it all just keeps rippling and affecting the people around us. And I try to tell as many people as possible, I'm focusing on ease right now, or I'm focusing on love right now. And letting that start to process in other people's brains. They don't have to do it the way that I do it. They don't even have to do it, but maybe they think, huh, focusing on ease, what does that mean? And maybe that shifts some of their thinking or they start focusing on ease and it ripples out from them too. So that's, um, that's sort of the idea right now that I have about ease. Um, I encourage you to think about how you think about ease and the ways that increase ease in your life. And I just... <laughs> I got locked out of my computer, so I don't want to end this session until, well, I guess I can just go on and talk about more stuff. Um, so I encourage you to think about how ease works in your life and how you can increase ease and how you can help it ripple. How does ease ripple from you? Who are you affecting in the world? Okay. Then the final thing I want to talk about, I'm going to have to put this down. Okay. If there's problems hearing me, I'm really sorry. Um, I can't do this one-handed. Um, okay. So the last thing I want to talk about is what is coming up. So we're continuing to talk about ease into, um, February. I think we're going to end the session on, on Valentine's day, February 14th. And what's coming up. If you are in the Lawrence, Kansas area, we have a new class coming and I'm so crazy excited about it. So I am teaching yoga Mondays, at four o'clock at ECM, Ecumenical Campus Ministries at KU. It's actually my neighborhood. I don't live far from KU. Um, I, it's, it is walkable. The fastest route means down a hill and up a hill. So I'm not doing that, but there is another way I could walk around, but it would take me a long time. Um, it wouldn't take that long. It'd take like 30, 40 minutes, maybe. I have to time it sometime. But, um, so I'm teaching at ECM in the big upstairs room, which is all steel and glass, which, you know, I'm a city girl. So steel and glass, that's why that just makes me feel like calm and relaxed and really yummy. Um, so that is community yoga. It is by donation. 
And ECM is another organization in Lawrence, Kansas that strives to create community. And if you haven't been to ECM recently or you've never been, it is an open building. I'm not sure. It's not open 24-7, but it is open from like, I think, 7 in the morning till 10 at night or something. Go to the website and look it up. I think it's ECMKU. I know it's ECMKU on Instagram. Um, I'm not sure. ECMKU.org, maybe. Um, but go there and they have free Wi-Fi. They have snacks. They have coffee. The space is really serene. And you can go in there and study or work on your newsletter or meet a friend and have some coffee. It's a great space. And I'm going to be hanging out there quite a bit more coming up very soon. Um, the community class there, I think it's called Mindful Monday Community Yoga, something like that. Um, that class starts January 23rd, 4 p.m. And I hope you join, you'll join me. Tell all your friends. Um, I really am excited about it. I want to reach out to more people. So I really want this class to be successful um, because these classes that I teach that reach out to the community means so much to me. I mean, all the classes I teach mean a lot, but especially these community classes um, that reach people that may not have access to yoga in other ways. So I just, I love these classes. And of course, Sundays at 6 p.m., we're continuing with free community yoga at Sunrise Project. Um, that class is right after in January this month from 3 to 5.30 p.m. There's um, Sunrise Cafe is a pop-up just in January for right now. And so you can come, hang out in the cafe, use the free Wi-Fi, there's coffee, hot chocolate. I think last time we made popcorn and people cook treats. Um, and that uh, leads right into community yoga at six. You can hang out. They'll leave and they'll clean up and everything around 530, but you're welcome to hang out until six, until yoga starts. So that's kind of the big stuff that's going on immediately. The other really big thing is the pizza party, the virtual pizza party. That's a fundraiser. It's not virtual. It's what is it? It's a takeout pizza party is what it is. Um, it's helping us raise money to feed more people, clothe more people, uh, take care of some some things that we need at Yogi Kitchen. We're saving for um, a color copier. There's something else big that I'm, I'm saving for. Uh, oh, here's a big one. This is an idea off the top of my head that just popped in the other day. And I told Melissa and she's like, I love it. So my partner has, and we're not saving up for that right now, but this is a thought for the future. My partner has scoliosis and lives in a fair amount of pain. He has pretty severe scoliosis. That hasn't really been, the focus for most of his life has been pain management and not so much correction. So I am gonna go to Mud and Lotus here in Lawrence, Kansas and go soak in their hot tub. And then I'm, we're gonna do sauna. My friend and I are gonna go do this. As, as part of our ease, we're going to take some time to just relax. And I thought, man, would a hot tub be great? And then I thought, well, what if a yogi kitchen had a hot tub? Like, what if, like Mud and Lotus, our yoga family could come here and for a, you know, nominal fee, come hang out in the hot tub. I wouldn't bother you. Like, I'd be in my house doing whatever, or you could just come and schedule it and I could leave you. Um, and there'd be towels and fruit and you just hang out in the hot tub for an hour. Um, and that can also go to raise some money towards helping feed and clothe people. So that's another thought. That is not what this fundraiser is about, though. I got a little sidetracked with that. But um, this fundraiser, we're, we're needing a color copier. Um, we're needing a few things to help us be more effective at what we do. 
Um, so that's what the virtual or the takeout pizza party is. And it's not online yet. I said it would be. I'm having a little difficulty with technology, which is not uncommon for me. Um, but there will be three or four kinds of individual stuffed Chicago-style pizzas that I make from scratch. And you order ahead. You can either order them to be frozen or to just be room temperature or hottish. And you take it home. You can, so it's like a take and bake situation. You take it home and pop it in your oven and, uh, or pop it in your freezer for another time and have this delicious meal. I think the price is 12 bucks a pizza. It is a full meal by itself. So you're welcome to like have a salad alongside it or have some soup with it. But I find them very filling and they're, it's a little pie. Um, it's about nine inches or so, maybe not quite. And it's very filling, very full. So that's what's coming up. I'm kind of battling at this point. I hope you're having a really lovely Thursday. Um, give me your feedback. I want to hear how you're creating ease in your life. And again, please like this, share it, comment. You can text me 785-760-5412. You can go to the website at yogikitchen.com. Um, in email me from there. You can um, see what's coming up in classes from there. You can sign up from the newsletter from there, see what we're looking for for donations. I think there's a donation section right now. Um, and of course, you can just email me straight away at mel at ayogikitchen.com. Have a fantastic Thursday. Namaste.